Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the morning Sports Briefing here on the 26th of April, brought to you at 8am every single morning by New Zealand Sport Radio. Today in the news, UK works to speed up sport. Former Australian batsman has passed away. Uh, New, uh, Castle receives death threats. Uh, NRL 360 hosts clash and technology helps team New Zealand physically a distance when building their boat. So, Let's crack straight on with all of that as I hand you over to Stephen from the far north. We'll take us through our cricket news. Yeah, good morning, Paul, and uh, good morning, everybody out there viewing or listening. We start with a bit of sad news in cricket. One of Australia's enigmatic uh, sportsmen during the 1960s and 1970s, Graham Watson, passed away on Friday. That's April 24th after an extended battle with cancer. The all-rounder featured in just five tests and two ODIs, ODIs for Australia, but was a celebrated person for his multi-skilled nature, both as a cricketer and a sportsman. Watson was the first Australian cricketer to represent three Sheffield Shield teams. He was also among a select band of players who managed to concurrently manage cricket and AFL seamlessly. A middle-order batsman, he also bowled effective medium pace However, for all his skills, Watson was an unfortunate person when it comes to fitness. Injuries of all kind battered him, none more so while he was batting when he faced plenty of intimidating short ball stuff that mostly ended up damaging his body. The most infamous in incident was to be the one when Tony Gregg full toss ended up producing a career-threatening face injury for Watson. Despite being advised to end his career, Watson battled on for a few more years in cricket. His AFL stint was also heavily affected by injuries. Watson Ucker, the Beatle, was hugely popular figure among the cricketers for his generation. Former captain and Watson's teammate Ian Chappell uh, paid a very emotional tribute to the uh, fallen uh, cricketer. And other, other cricketing news, former Pakistan batsman Sanir Mir has announced her retirement 
bringing to an end a 15-year career that saw her play 226 internationals, including 137 as a captain from 2009 to 2017. She had announced a break from international cricket in November last year to recalibrate her future objectives and targets. Last few months have provided me with an opportunity to contemplate. I feel it is the right time for me to move on. I believe I have contributed to the best of my ability for my country and the sport, Sana said in her statement on Saturday, April 25th. During my cricket journey, I have met and built strong friendships and bonding with some amazing cricketers in women's cricket. Listening about their stories, philosophies, have not only made me tougher and stronger athlete, but have also taught me great things about life, which are beyond yourself or sport or winning and losing. I think that's actually winning and losing. <laughs> Sana made her ODI dip debut against Sri Lanka in Karachi in December 2005. She finishes with 151 wickets across 120 ODIs, joined fourth on the all-time list, and scored 1,630 runs, being one of the nine women cricketers who have taken 100 wickets and scored 1,000 runs in the format. She made her T20i debut in, against Ireland in Dublin, May 2009, and finishes with 89 wickets and 802 runs across 106 matches in the format. Sana captain Pakistan in 72 ODIs, winning 26 and losing 45, and 65 T20s, winning 26 and losing 36. She also led Pakistan at two World Cups, 2013-2017, and five ICC Women's T20 World Cups, 2009, 2010, 212, 214, and 216. And uh, that's a pretty amazing CV and a really great way for this uh, international women's cricketer to head out, Paul. And that's it in the sports news for now. I'll be back shortly with more rugby league news. Thank you very much, Stephen. And yes, uh, for those of you who have been watching the show, if you would like to get involved and become one of the presenters on the show, then that would be much appreciated. You'll notice that uh, we'd have less uh, presenters on this the last couple of days, and that's because we New Zealand is returning to COVID level three, and that means my co-hosts are heading back to work, uh, and so they're not as available. So if you would like to uh, become part of the team, then please do reach out. Moving on to football news and the Premier League in the, in, uh, the, in England is working closely with the British government um, to, to get uh, to sort itself out and get back to uh, playing. Uh, the, New Zealand, the British government has set up a, 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 a sports meeting um, to, to work with Premier League, women's, women's Super League, English Football Leagues, um, the Scottish Leagues, cricket, um, Formula One, the London Marathon, the, the rugby um, union and uh, golf and other sports to see how quickly they can to help to fast track professional sport back to uh, back into action, which I think uh, really shows that if you look at the structure we have here in New Zealand with New Sports New Zealand already set up to do that kind of task, uh, you've got to say that uh, I think we've been a step ahead of some of the other countries in the way that we have got structure in place to do to coordinate these kind of actions. Uh, and that's all there is in football news for today. So I'm going to hand you back to Stephen from the far north who's going to take us through the birthdays. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And uh, in uh, birthdays today, a promising Marco on the rise, a rowing Olympian, and a bronze medalist at the Seoul Olympics. And that's pretty much where we're starting. Tinks Pottinger is a New Zealand horsewoman who won a bronze medal at the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul. Pottinger riding volunteer was in the New Zealand three-day event team, which finished third, along with Andrew Benny, Margaret Kink-Knighton, and Mark Todd. In the individual three-day event at the same Olympics, she finished fifth. Judy Ann Pottinger, born this day, the 26th of April, 1956, in Waipawa. Tinks is 64 today. Now, Matthew Trott is a former New Zealand rower. Trot started rowing at the age of 15 and was a member of the Canterbury Rowing Club. He represented New Zealand at the 2012 Summer Olympics. He is listed as a New Zealand Olympian athlete number 1,220 by the New Zealand Olympic Committee. After seven years with New Zealand's elite squad, he retired at the end of 2012 and became a rural banker. Matthew Trott, born this day, 26th of April, 1980 in Ashburton. Matt is 40 today. And staying in the South Island, Tima Whaianuku is a New Zealand rugby union player who currently plays for Pepinion in the top 14, having previously played for the Crusaders in Super Rugby and Tasman in the Mighty 10 Cup. His preferred position is wing. He made his Super Rugby debut for the Crusaders in their 34-20 win over the Chiefs in round 16, 2018. Tima was named in the Highlanders 2020 squad after Connor Garden Bishop had to withdraw because of injury. Lotima Tofu'u Faianuku, born this day, the 26th of April, 1997. Tima is uh, 23. I believe he's got a, a brother as well, Paul, who also uh, runs out for Tasman. Well, congratulations to them, and uh, have, let's have, they have uh, good birthdays today in lockdown. Talking about birthdays, um, Hannah Barrett uh, put this on Instagram yesterday. Too many fries during lockdown or a bun in the oven? Can't wait to be a mama, and I already know you're going to be the most incredible dad, Bowden Barrett. Yes, Hannah Barrett has announced that uh, she's expecting a baby uh, that is due in September. Uh, so congratulations to the Barretts. Uh, they've got a little baby. Come along and join their two dogs uh, in, and, and expand their family. So uh, let's hope everything goes well for them. Uh, things that haven't been going so well is over in Rugby, Aust Rugby Australia, where um, Paul McLean, the acting chairman, has, come, has uh, talked about some of the issues that Raylene Castle um, had to, to deal with uh, during the flower fair. Uh, she got such a credible death threat. I mean, they take all death threats uh, seriously. And when they say that, you realize just how frequently it must happen. But they got such a credible death threat during that time uh, that they had to uh, have police um, come in and check the security at Rugby Australia. All the downstairs doors were never to be propped open and security was increased, as well as Raylene Castle's house uh, being checked out to make sure it was secure. This gives you some of the idea some of the stresses and the issues that she had to deal with during a time on top of all of the um, things that were going on uh, in the um, uh, pronounced Mc McLean, sorry, um, McLean, sorry, rather than the, uh, thanks for the correction there in the, uh, in the live chat, Hugh. Um, but uh, say he, uh, she, some of the issues that she had to deal with are um, not just in social media and the press that we know about. As McLean said, one of my greatest concerns with her 
was her welfare and how she was on a daily basis. A lesser person would have thrown the towel in ages ago, quite simply. So yes, Raylene Castle was do um, put a, it stuck around for a long time. Um, moving on to Sterling Mortlock has been talking about what the Australian captains who wrote that letter um, to uh, get to, to say that she should stand down, what their plan is. Um, and apparently their plan is to connect professional sport to amateur sport, but they don't know how to go about it. Um, what they're going to do is put together a board to discuss it and come up with the answers. So uh, it seems that their answers to things not going right, as he says, for the past 15 years, basically since 2007, when he was captain, um, funnily enough, uh, is to get rid of the person that's been in there for the past two and a half years. Um, there you go. Um, the, they don't seem to have actually any solutions at the moment. He says it's not about immediate solutions. Um, it's about empowering fresh thinking from all member unions and all stakeholders, um, but basically to use this opportunity to get it right. Well, yes, interesting way of to get it right um, for you there. Um, and uh, it's come to light that uh, England's prop, Joe Marler, may not miss a game or actually won't miss a game at all, despite having a 10-week ban for um, grabbing the genitalia of um, Alwyn Jones. Uh, this happened during the uh, Six Nations game between um, Wales, uh, England and Wales um, back uh, in March. Uh, and because of the coronavirus uh, lockdown, it does mean that uh, his ban will finish before he's had to play any games. Um, even though it was a 10-week ban, it's supposed to be 10 games and hence was extended to 12 weeks because of bye weeks. Um, and, uh, but it does appear that they're not going to extend it to actual real games. Let's be honest, that has got to be wrong. Uh, if you get banned, you should miss the games. Uh, end of story. That is your rugby news. I hand you back to uh, Stephen Harris, who will be bring us up to date with the league news. Well, thanks again, Paul, and I totally agree with you. That just sounds absolutely bizarre. If you're, regardless of whether you're locked out, if games aren't being playing, as far as I'm concerned, you should be suspended. But I'll tell you what. Speaking of things happening, it's all happening again in rugby league in a week that's been pretty full on when it comes to whether a competition's been starting or not. A full on clash between 360 journalist NRL 360 journalist Paul Kent and NRL host Ben Eichen has exploded. Now Ben Eichen and Paul Kent have clashed over potentially cutting some or all of the points from the first two rounds in a revised competition when the season returns. Former Sydney Rooster and South Sydney player who was also on the panel, Brian Fletcher, asked Icon if the NRL should increase the points to three points a win or four points a win. You can look at this in any number of ways, but if you go backwards, should the first two games be worth only 1.6 or 1.8 points per win? Icon asked on Fox League Live. Seriously, mate, isolation is getting to you, Kent, interjected. I can outline the thinking of the NRL and Peter Valandes is that given the projected shorter competition format, the points from the first two rounds are now worth one. If you talk to someone inside the game who have been crunching the numbers and one of these people is the chairman, they will tell you that the four points that were already won in the shortened season will in fact be worth six point four points, I can explain. So it depends on the length of the season. We can play when we come back. 
However, Kent believes every team knew the season was potentially going to be delayed going into round one. I can remember Brad Arthur, who's also a journalist, saying at the beginning of the season, we don't know what is going to happen. So these early games are very important, uh, Kent retorted. They were on notice. I don't think anyone can claim they didn't know the potential of what might happen. Now that it has happened, I think, I think to say, well, we are planning on a 25-round season. I don't think that's right. But why is everything else up for negotiation? I can reply. Why is the length of the competition, the payments that go to players, the grants that go to clubs? I mean, everything is on the table. Kent hit back, but that is external. It is up for negotiation because it's external matters that are up for negotiation. It is the broadcasters. It is not within the game. However, I can believe that the game needs to rethink laterally to make a fair competition based on the hand they have been dealt with with COVID-19 crisis. You are suggesting that because things haven't shifted inside the game that we shouldn't be able to shift with it, I can reply. Was that true at the start of the season? Is no longer the case. They were aware of the truth and some chose to ignore it. Kent replied. So there you go. <laughs> Not only uh, battling with broadcasters, but battling amongst themselves. It's the gift that just keeps on giving, isn't it, Paul? It is. You do really, yeah, you do wonder if they have lost it a little bit there. Um, surely, yeah, the points again gets is a points again gets and trying to fiddle with all of these sort of things. Next, they'll be saying, you know what? What we should do is we should move to four tackles, not five uh, or six or seven tackles, you know, because, hey, it's, we've changed the number of games. Uh, so, no, I, look, you either have laws or you don't. Um, uh, so, yeah, these guys. Go on. Hold on. Paul, just to interject there, I, I, think, I think for a few of them, they've all been in lockdown too long. So what are we, what are we looking at now? Almost a, a month before the, the actual season starts, but uh, we'll have to... You know, we'll just have to see what happens. I think the quicker, quicker these guys can get out on on the on the paddock. There was a um, there's a few questions also being asked in and around the the Warriors. What is going to happen with the Warriors? So hopefully we'll have some more news over the next 24 hours. So um, we'll see you all tomorrow morning, Paul. Thank you very much, Stephen. Yes, absolutely. You got to see the Warriors and the Phoenix, uh, and also the Breakers with their being having that been the only team in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, have got issues that uh, not anyone else has to has to deal with, um, um, thank, uh, thankfully. Uh, don't forget that at 2 p.m. every single weekday, that's Monday to Friday, uh, we have got the long talk uh, interviews. Uh, this week, we had interviews with New Zealand Bowls, uh, New Zealand uh, Volleyball, oh, sorry, Bowls New Zealand, Volleyball New Zealand, um, Junior, uh, Polly Nganga, um, uh, and surfing New Zealand as well. To next week, we've got um, Dale McLeod from the Southland head coach. Uh, we've also got uh, Francisco, who is the uh, scrum coach for Hawks Bay. Uh, we've got Les Edwards from Tasman Rugby, um, and, even, and also got um, Oscar Howell, uh, who is an esports reporter as well. All are lined up for next week. So uh, don't forget, two p.m. every single day on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, you can watch those uh, interviews. And obviously, they come out on the podcast as well. And the podcast is now available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and all your favourite pod catchers. So just search for New Zealand Sport Radio for that. Moving on to uh, other sports news in the America's Cup. Team New Zealand 
uh, have been working with their technology partners to come up with a system so that their uh, people who are working on their boats can stay far apart or, or can, can stay social distance without having to keep looking at where each other is. They're going to be wearing little um, GPS tags um, and then and it will, they will buzz uh, whenever anyone gets too close to each other. It'll also track what who, who has been next to each other for contact tracking um, as well. And this will mean they can actually just concentrate on doing their jobs rather than having to keep a sort of a second eye up, a bit like when you watch um, animals in a herd where someone keeps putting up looking for predators, they won't have to do that during their working day. So good to see technology helping uh, to New Zealand get back to making their boat. Uh, producing that second boat is a big thing for all of the America's Cup um, syndicates. The London Marathon is looking at a number of options to so that it can go ahead later in the year. One of those is that it is just open to professional runners. That is apparently one of 10 different scenarios that they are looking at. So clearly uh, a lot of work going on behind the scenes to try and make that race uh, happen. Uh, as, as you'll be aware, marathon runners often have big gaps between their races, but there's going to be a massive uh, rush to get a lot of marathons in, in the second half of the year meaning there's going to be a fight between all those marathons for the top athletes you would expect uh, as the athletes won't be able to compete in as many, mar as many marathons this year as they would normally. Finally, UFC has announced its comeback. We've had Fight Island. We've had an Indian reservation in California in a casino, um, but it looks like where it's actually going to be Jacksonville, Cal um, Florida, that is going to host UFC 249. Uh, if you remember that uh, Florida is the state that gave um, WWE wrestling uh, essential uh, <laughs> workers uh, classification so that they could continue um, their use of their training facility to record shows uh, and put out shows. So it's unsurprising that they have the that um, UFC has gone to Florida um, for that. Uh, in the uh, in, in uh, UFC, um, uh, they've also announced that there will there will be uh, UFC uh, 250 on the 13th of May and then um, 251 on the 16th of May. But details of those cards um, have not been released uh, as yet. Um, the so yeah, so there we go. That's where it's going to happen. If you're a fight fan, then um, look out for that on the um, what was it on the uh, 9th of May, which would be 10th of May, New Zealand time. So thank you very much, Steve, for joining me on the morning sports briefing. You are now up to speed with all of the um, uh, with all the important news uh, that to, to start your day the right way. Don't forget also that we have got three shows at 8 p.m. next week. So on Tuesday evening, there is Hash Rugby Chats, your rugby-focused um, show. Wednesday evening, Do You Know Sport? The best sports quiz with the biggest prize. That's right, bragging rights on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And then Swinging From The Hip is our brand-new cricket show that goes live on uh, – sorry, that, that goes like, yeah, live at 8 p.m. on Thursday evenings. So uh, more content coming your way. 
Stay safe. Stay in your bubble. Thank you very much, Stephen, Stephen, for joining us. And join us again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the morning sports briefing. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.